How often do you pray for forgiveness? Is this an everyday prayer for you? This is Saturday, March 18th, and today we're finishing up our brief study looking at the Lord's Prayer. And if the Lord's Prayer gives us the correct perspective, well, this prayer for forgiveness should come up whenever we pray. On Sunday, I shared the remarkable story of Victoria Ruffalo. Ryan Cushing was among the young guys, the young men that stole a credit card and went on a shopping spree. One of the things they bought in a local store was a frozen turkey. And for some reason, Ryan threw the turkey through a car windshield as it was passing by. And it hit Victoria, a middle-aged woman, in the face. She nearly died. She underwent numerous surgeries, including one for six hours where metal plates and other pieces of hardware were fitted together in an effort to rebuild her skull and face. When that man went on trial, the prosecutor said that it was such a horrible crime that no punish would be, punishment would be enough. But when Victoria was asked what she wanted, she said she was most concerned about salvaging the life of Ryan. Then in the courtroom, the unexpected happened. The young man walked over to her and said, in a soft voice, I'm sorry for what I did to you. Victoria embraced him, stroked his head, and patted him on the back. It's okay, I just want you to make the best, your best, your life the best it can be, she said. The hardened prosecutor and reporters were seen choking back tears. This was a powerful thing to happen in their community, something they couldn't imagine that they would never see. Our text today is the last two petitions of the Lord's Prayer. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Let's look, look at that first part on forgiveness first. As we had heard in Victoria Ruvalo's story, Forgiveness shapes not only our personal lives, but the life of our community. As you come to see the magnitude of God's forgiveness, you find that you're empowered to forgive others. And this power of forgiveness can shape a community into a place of grace, where others learn the pathway of forgiveness too. This is what we're praying for. We learn to practice as we pray. Now, among various branches of the church, we hear about debts and trespasses in the prayer. Why these different words? Where they're derived from different translations. This is because the original text can mean either or both. What is the difference? Debts are our failure to do what God requires. And trespasses include the failure to do the right thing when you act. So debts seem more like sins of omission and trespasses like sins of commission. Remember the word in this context can mean either, and likely it does. It means both. Forgiveness takes place when the debt is covered, the transgression taken by the Lord himself in Christ. We are praying for that which only Jesus can provide. Only Jesus can make a way for our sin to be forgiven. And as we learn this forgiveness, we learn how to forgive others. At the end of the prayer, we have this strong teaching, right after its end. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 
But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Yes, this is what is to be done with injustice. But is Jesus' promise to forgive conditional? Must we forgive to be forgiven? God teaches us that we will forgive if we have been forgiven. Can we not have been so loved by God when we see how Jesus has laid down his life to set us free from the horrors of our own sin that we do not forgive others? Now that leads us to the final phrase in the prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This translation is not the best. We know this because elsewhere we learn that God never tempts. He never tempts us. A better translation would be, And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For here's what this means. We are in danger every day. The evil one can sift us like wheat, and we need the Lord to protect us. The prayer is also for protecting when the times of trial come, and they will come. We will feel testing and tempting, though the tempting does not come from the Lord. As I read the prayer, I think of little children, children young enough not to know the danger that is near them every day. The parents keep an eye on that child to guard his or her way, and this is what we're asking God to do for us. Indeed, he's already given us the victory in Jesus, but that doesn't mean that we won't encounter troubles. Indeed, we will. But God shows up for us, keeping us safe so that we can never be lost to him. And this is what we're praying for when we ask God not to bring us to the time of trial and to rescue us. Let's pray. Father, guard our way, we pray. Protect us from what we cannot see and rescue us from what we become when we become trapped or endangered. We need your care each day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.